Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International, live from the VZ Memorial Estate. You're listening to New England's own Van Helsing, snoring in the background, and me, who would normally be in the land of the Red Dragon, sitting right next to him. You're listening live on Para-X, the Ghost Channel, Togginet, Radio Crackle, and Beyond Bizarre. So who's our guest today? Yeah, I am. Okay. So anyways, what's with the chat room? they got this little thing, online users. This is all new. Look at it. Yeah, it's always been there. It has yeah. I never had that. It yeah. says send private messages. Ooh. Right? Ooh. Open private channel. Ooh. So for, you know. Ooh. Uh, Spooky. Interesting. So anyways, we're here at uh, VZ, which was, of course, the uh, site where... Scene of the crime. Spirit Quest was held. And, yeah. and not too far off at the scene of crime. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Spirit Quest just ended up uh, two days ago. About that. Yeah, two days ago. Seems, seems longer. Survived. We survived. We survived, but did that lady... Dead air. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So uh, it was it was interesting. Uh, it was a course about uh, witchcraft and ghost hunting. Yeah. And we had uh, Josh Mantello from Berkshire Paranormal, my Bar- very Bar- good Berkshire, friend. Berkshire Paranormal. Berkshire Paranormal. Bar- my, Berkshire Paranormal. My fur favorite friend. And of any course, English people in the chat room, just correct Ron. It is Berkshire Paranormal, isn't it? Right. And also uh, also with uh, me was uh, Kelly Spangler, Salem Witch, uh, Roxy's Wicker of New England Curiosities, yeah. and... Uh, Your Bill. host from Ghost Chronicles. And, and Kerrigan, the Blonde Martin. Bombshell, and... Uh, Leslie, Martin. Leslie Martin, and the author of Medium Rare, and my, my very, very... Lots of people. Very good friend, Lots Maureen Wood, Lots of uh, as well. And, of course... The Dollar Store Ghost Hunter, Ghost Hunter, Christy Parish. Yes. Yeah. So well, it was a, it was an interesting event because we we had a little bit of the spiritual stuff. We had quite a bit of the the witchy stuff, and then we had some of the ghost hunting stuff too. I know you did a talk on ghost uh, smart ghost hunting. Well, the first talk I did was uh, well, we're talking about that first. So smart we're, ghost. We're hunting. not going to do it in chronological order. No, I don't any do that. reason what, other than is like, that what your mind does? Every time I do that, it's like oh, I can only handle if it's in chronological order. I can't. Can you add level or what? Is it, is, it pro- is it a problem to be methodical? Yes, it's very oh, okay. Well, on the Sunday... We'll let, we'll All right, so okay, the, your we'll, first talk, we'll tell us about your first talk, Steve. Well, on the Sunday, I did a talk called Smart Ghost Hunting, which uh, which actually turned out to be quite quite fortuitous because uh, we're forced to use my smart device today in order to conduct the show because Ron's computer's crap, crap. Crap. Anyway, but smart ghost hunting is, in fact, using a smart device or a tablet. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, ghost hunters have got these devices, but modern 
smart devices, they tend to be full of, there are 12,000 ghost apps out there, the ghost radar. There are? You, you know that's about 12,000. Yeah, because I, no, I went onto the, the Apple store. And, and you looked. counted them? And there was 12,000? No, I, it says at the top of the page. 12,000 ghost hunters. It looks at the top of the page. Oh, really? Yeah. Should if I go in there now? And if I go in there, I'll You can't get onto the Apple store from this old, antiquated machine. I can too. You cannot because it's not an Apple device. It won't let you. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. If you go on iTunes, you do. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Any, anyway, there are 12,000 of these apps like the Ghost Radar, Ghost Hunter M2, the Echo Vox, Socks, 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 and others. What? 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 Yeah. What, what are you talking about? And they've got a terrible reputation for... The Echo, Echo Vox, 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 Vox. Well, you've got to tell people what else. You just can't throw it out. I'm there might throw, be... Well, I threw out Ghost Radar and I threw out... Well, you don't know what people I'm just illustrating. Know. I'm just illustrating that there are lots of apps, and if you hadn't interrupted, I would have then said oh, that a lot of these apps, that a lot of these apps have got a very bad reputation because people use them for putting ghosts into photographs, or they have, uh, in the case of the Echo Vox, this chopped up audio that sounds a bit like human voices, and then people can construct their own conversations with the Echo Vox. But, uh, I mean, some people swear by them. I know well, people. We that... know somebody at the event who swears by them. Yeah. Anyway, um, but the smartphone is an incredible device. The smart device, the iPad, the tablet, like you just bought yesterday. Uh, I did this. Yes. Incredible late. device because you can. They have a great many sensors. They've got the microphone, the camera, obviously. Um, they also have motion sensors and light sensors and accelerometers and gyroscopes. And you can plug in via the very, you can plug in proper temperature uh, uh, detectors and thermometers and a whole range of other properly calibrated instruments, which means, and when we were talking to some of your team, your tech guys, uh, Jim and Clay, mm -hmm. uh, they realized the potential for making a very effective, highly portable kit. And in fact, they, we, were, we were demonstrating the, the new FLIR camera that can connect to the iPhone or the iPad or any there's an Android Does that version connect as well. to it, or does it actually go on the iPhone itself? That was a little confused when you said that. Uh, well, it just plugs in. It just plugs in the bottom. So it's a separate unit. It's a separate little unit. All right. For some reason, I don't know. I thought it, it went around the the, the, the iPhone. Original, the original, the, uh, the first FLIR one was brought yeah. out uh, just after last year's Spirit Quest 2014, mm -hmm. and it did. It, it was built into the case of an iPhone. Oh, it was okay. But the new one, uh, the new 2015 FLIR one, has got much better resolution, and it's just a small module that plugs into the bottom. But there's also an Android version, so that you could put oh, it on your tablet. My new tablet for about two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, can you lend me two fifty quid? Quid, sure. Quid. That would be three hundred and fifty dollars. No. It's fine with me. No. <laughs> but so what the talk was about is freeing yourself from the flight cases and considering the proper use of the smart device as a data gathering and information gathering tool. Dead air. Really? Now, I've just baffled him. What it is, is he can't get his head around this idea that you can use a smartphone for more than just making a call. Uh, you know, I just don't understand for that you can just put all this stuff in well, the crap, bothered to crappy come, little piece If you'd have bothered to come into the, uh, the talk at mm -hmm. all, instead of spending all your time introducing your good friend Josh Mantello, instead of just yeah. making me build the fire pit, build the conference room, put all the tables around the chairs, yeah. uh, all the chairs around the tables, yeah. and then just go, go and do your talk. Yeah. 
yeah. you would have, you would have uh, found out. Yeah, so that probably, was cool. So that was probably, cool. So probably yeah, but interesting. At uh, on Friday night uh, in well, I'm, in okay, Andover. I'm, I'm no, I'm just down. saying it. I'm in, on Friday night in Andover yeah. and on Saturday night at Portsmouth Lighthouse. Yeah, you will get to see smart ghost hunting in action. Oh, really? Yeah, because I've got the flare. You're bringing Josh here. Or I've is, got is the flare. You say. Your good friend Josh. Yeah, I've got sure. the Flare one with me, so um, and some of the other some of the other modules are plugged yeah. into the iPhone, so uh, so okay. you'll be able to see for yourself. So uh, God, I mean, it's like educating, like oh, I, you know, I, I'm really curious. I mean, how much how accurate are these sensors that we have in these phones? I mean, you, you know, I got this new iPad now, and it has some. It's not an iPad. It costs you twenty five dollars. Whatever. Yeah. But this new thing, and it's yeah. got gravel tool, yeah. whatever the freak uh, it is on it. I mean, well, can I just say that? Does it have like temperature sensors? Right. I mean, how how accurate can those things Incredibly be? Incredibly sensitive to an yeah. to an international standard, and in fact, the first people to use the iPhone as a to replace instrumented sensors with the Ghost Adventures with the United States Geological Survey oh, oh. who realized that instead of spending thousands of dollars to put a seismometer into uh, a hole on the side of a volcano uh-huh. what they could do is they put an iPhone 4 linked it via via the cellular network uh, powered it from a large battery so it had power for uh, several weeks I see and then use the uh, accelerometers in the phone itself they are that accurate oh, interesting so they are they are Built to a properly so, calibrated standard. Well, how do you calibrate them? Well, if they're already in there, you can't calibrate the the sensors that are inside the camera except by a software calibration. Oh, wait, but you said camera. I thought we were talking phone. Uh, sorry, you can't calibrate the sensors that are inside the phone unless it's via software. You make adjustments in the software. Okay. So, if, for example, because I know you're all about calibration, yeah. And if if, and if so you forth. if you want to, uh, so you, you would set it up against a reference device, and then you would bias within the software mm-hmm. the, the the resulting output. Okay. But with the plug-in units, uh, such as the temperature sensors or the the, the sound uh, recording stuff, or mm-hmm. the or indeed plug-in seismometers, they are standalone units that can be calibrated. So I should probably get one of these iPhones because then I could like. You know, tape it to my forehead, and then I would have all these sensor stuff. Tape it across your mouth. And, and then they could right. have, like, you know, the camera as well, and I could be like Josh Gates yeah, from because, Destination I mean, Truth and, and run well, around and, and capture all this we've been, Yeah, I, I, I've learned what uh, Destination Truth was all about, this this really cool show where they go all over the world and have all kinds of equipment. shit. Well, they don't find much. They don't find anything. Oh no! They no. don't. They don't. They don't. Hey, they I'm were, trying to think of they any were show ghosts, that they, they, would, they went they to. Find. They went to Antarctica to find a, uh, the ghosts of Antarctica. Yeah, you can put that. Up no, it's there. fine. Okay. They went to Antarctica to find the ghosts of Antarctica, didn't they? And then Sci-Fi Channel immediately put on the thing. I know, right after. That was yeah, so yeah, clever. Yeah, that was clever. A good marketing ploy, I think it's called. Right. Yeah. yeah, excellent. So, uh, so my if they found, found a husky so, running through the snow, that would have been really fun. Especially one with. Yeah. Anyways, so. How was your talk taken? Was it receptive or, or was it? Well, it's excited some some of the tech guys in your team because oh, they're uh, always excited about yeah. anything new and well, fancy. They're, they're all, all over it. Well, it should Especially exc- Clay. Clay. It should excite all ghost hunters because ghost hunters. I mean, we do they do we do love our tech, mm-hmm. um, but it gets heavy. Exactly. You know, all these flight cases. I mean, you look at taps now. I mean, can you do EVPs? Three on panel it? vans. Three. Pardon? Can you do EVPs on it? Uh, you can make very high quality audio recordings with it, yeah. So you can capture EVPs on it then? Uh, you can make very high quality audio recordings. 
Is that an answer? <laughs> it's a good answer. There are EVP apps, but they're doing something entirely different. Oh. And in order to get the best quality audio, for example, you've heard of the company Zoom and the Zoom recorders. Yes. Well, Zoom make an app and a Zoom microphone that connects to the iPhone. Okay. And it can match Zoom 4 and the Zoom 2 audio recorder in quality. So EVPs, you're not a big EVP person. I didn't that... say I wasn't an EVP thing. You asked me if it can do it. Right. Well, I'm asking you. Well, so are you an EVP person? Well, I mean, you were well, not excited. Or... If we were, if we would, well, if if we were using, uh, if we were going to do some EVP experiments. Yeah. Say, we, would, say we we're going to and, do it right here. Well, mm-hmm. if I'd had the microphone with me, then yes, the iPhone could act as a as a perfectly adequate recorder, mm-hmm. as an equal to the Zoom H4. Okay. So. Uh, but whether it can capture EVPs, that depends on whether the ghosts want to talk to us. Of course. Or indeed if they exist at all. Of course. Which we will talk about tonight at your class at Service of yeah. Wisdom, right? What is a ghost? What is a ghost? So, anyways, I, I, you know, I'm so curious about this device. and Which device? The, the phone, telephone. Okay, well... You're, well, it's been around a while. I mean, Alexander Graham. Well, I mean, mine still flips. So, I mean, yeah, yours has yours has actually got a portrait of the inventor on this. Alexander Graham Bank. serial number four yeah. or something on it. Mind but, you, his light bulbs in here have got Edison written on them. So. But you know, I doesn't mean, like spending money. That's not true. I, I spend money on all kinds of crap. Well, you, the res, well, as an example, let's go just go back to the flare. Uh, the yeah. Flare one. The res, because I've just picked up your flare camera off the desk. You did. Yes. The resolution of this flare camera. It's very good. I see the way they treat it. They just throw a thousand dollar camera yeah. on the table it's, and just it's, leave it there. Well, there you go. It's a thousand dollars. It's very good resolution. Mm-hmm. It can take pictures, still pictures. Mm-hmm. With the module that plugs into the iPhone mm-hmm. uh, or the Android, yeah, the resolution is greater than that flare camera. Really? And it can do video. Really? We should do an analogy of the uh, comparison. I don't need to. I know which is best. Oh, I can definitely do it. I mean, we can, we can definitely. Well, I've offered, I, I, I offered to show it you last night when we were on the porch while you yeah, were drinking yeah, beer, yeah. but you didn't want to know. No. You were too busy playing with your plastic iPad. Yeah, I know. Twenty-five dollars. Yeah. It got twenty-five dollars. Yeah, well, I had discounts. And then he forgot to take the. Oh, well, ten minutes of pressing the wrong button to turn it on. We both did. Mm-hmm. And then because it's got too many buttons on the side, and then then I got bored. Yeah, me too. So what's coming up? So, so working back, backwards through yeah. Spirit Quest. Yeah, Spirit Quest. So anyways, that was one of the, we got into a little bit of the ghost hunting, and, which is interesting because you looked at equipment. And of course, we had Christy Parrish at the dollar store, Ghost Hunter, and she came up with some innovative, and, and innovative, innovative. and inexpensive ghost hunting Very equipment. inexpensive, except for the item that she patented and was trying to sell to everybody. Oh, the ghost mat. Yeah. It's just an interesting concept. Um... So there's yeah. that use of that word again, isn't it? Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's true. So, anyways, um, that's interesting, person. Uh, you see, when, when what was you, your concept of uh, some of the stuff she made, for instance? I mean, what what one that you found more I impressive? Thought, well, because I mean, she she the most does. Impressive there, thing, there is a thought. Well, I was going to say the most impressive thing about Chrissy was her thought process mm-hmm. that she was thinking laterally out of the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which is how inventions get invented. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, inventions are created by inventive minds, and she's got a very inventive mind. What she, what she, she will, you know, develop ideas, and she will test them, and she will develop the ideas, and evaluate them, and that's you know that's good practice. Mm-hmm. Um, in time, 
she may be onto something. Um, and we were talking after um, my talk on Sunday about some of her new ideas. I'm not going to say them on air because no, she no. might want them protected. Exactly. And you know, her, her thinking, her thought process is 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 good. Hmm. She has a little way to go in the, you know, maybe developing some of the practical aspects. But then, you, well, how long did it take Edison to develop the light bulb? Well, here's the thing I was going to ask you is, is that, you know, you, you have a degree in, uh, what's your degree in? Uh, budgery guard keeping. Okay, I don't know. What's your degree in? I don't know. Anything you want. No, come on. Theology? No. So doctorate in theology. Yeah, fine, whatever. Your serious degree. Uh, we, we were talking. The about. master's degree. Whatever. One of your oh, big... I don't know. It's irrelevant. Th no, it's not irrelevant. Physics stuff. Exactly. What Measuring you... things. Exactly. This is the point I'm yeah. trying to get to. If yeah. you just stop. Wait, oh, I'm, tired just give you... a... I'm tired direct of being with you for four days. Give me a direct answer. What is the degree in? in engineering, is it? Uh, in, uh, process control measurement. Okay, which involves measuring stuff. measuring things to right? a very high degree of accuracy. Right. I mean, there are, and and of course, like I have a degree in environmental science, but the wall behind you. right, I know it. But okay, so those are two different degrees. Actually, although they are similar, they're not the same. No. And then, of course, you can have a degree like in engineering. Yeah. So, is it important to have one particular degree if we're going to start inventing ghosts? Devices. In other words, what is the important factors in trying to develop these devices? Is it just like well, you know, guessing what's going Edison on, or is a, it Edison didn't have a degree? It's the mind. It's the creative thought processes, not the education. Some of the greatest scientists in the world did very, very badly at school. Didn't mm -hmm. do. Didn't you know? Didn't really uh, even get high school grades. Mm -hmm. So it's not the, the level of education. It's the brain. It's the thought process. It's the way that they see the world. It's the way that they take an idea and develop it, test it, reevaluate it. But All you, too you often, need, modern ghost hunters You just... need some type of training, at very least, if you're going to start messing around with electronics. I mean, you've got to know how well, things work. If you don't know yourself. how things work, you got to, if you don't know how things work, how can you possibly uh, come up with something that's going to be any good, be quite frankly. I mean, you, you've got to have some concept of electricity, for instance. If you don't, then am I wrong? I mean, no, you're dead right. But you don't need a great level. What I've always said. Well, is, I, I threw it in degrees out there because I was showing yeah. that even though people with, with degrees I, are still in different areas. People you, have, yeah, but yeah. people have said to me over the years, what sort of uh, science book should I look at? Yeah. And I've said a basic high school physics book, mm -hmm. and that's all the information you really need uh, to provide. You need to no mathematics. Well, what for? So you can manipulate statistics. I mean, if we're doing if we're doing <laughs> measurements, uh, we got to understand can do, computers. Yeah, you need to understand what it is you are measuring. You need all to right. understand the information that the device is giving you. Uh -huh. But all the the number crunching can be done by a computer nowadays. You don't need to do mathematics. Really? And you don't need to understand how to calibrate or anything like that? Uh, well, a lot of the technology, what you have to do to have it calibrated is to send it off to have a, have a calibration certificate issued. Mm -hmm. uh, but with something like the FLIR camera, in the instruction manuals, there are uh, the instructions on how to make, uh, how to calibrate them to get the emissivity, which is the amount of the correct value uh, for the uh, infrared emission. Mm -hmm. uh, and also reflectivity. Uh, mm -hmm. Those settings are in the menus of the cameras, but most people never bother 
to set them. So the data is going to be inaccurate. It will be always relative to, and one of the one of the common mis, uh, one of the common pieces of evidence. In fact, you you and I know uh, there's an episode of Ghost Hunters where they get very excited about a glowing number two on a door. Um, yeah, we talked about this earlier. Yeah, yeah. and it, it what they're actually looking at is the fact that uh, the white paint is reflecting the infrared, or is reflect more reflective in the infrared spectrum than the dark green locker door Mm -hmm. and so it will appear to glow and in fact on the destination truth uh, program before we both saw they got very excited about they get excited about everything well i mean they said there's something there and they always scream and jump in a square a square ghost apparently Mm -hmm. but you've you've done the course i've done the course and we both realized that what they've done is just haven't set the camera properly so why i mean we let's go to the the destination thing we were since you brought it up is is these guys are supposed to be investigating and, and and you know they're out there to find stuff and yet they get their panties in a bunch over any little noise sound anything else they're all jumping is that just for tv or, or are they seriously do you think they're afraid of all this stuff uh, well or is it just my it's got it's got to be for tv hasn't it you think so? Yeah, I mean, they're walking around. They're, they're in some cool locations. We saw them in Namibia and Antarctica. Very cool. I, I, I was telling you, if, if I could be, that would be so much but, cool. They have access to any type of equipment I mean, they, they want. They, they were driving, the world. You saw they were driving through the Namibian desert, and there was a dead giraffe by the side of the road. And instead of going the British way would be, oh, oh, look, Martha, there's a dead giraffe by the side of the mm-hmm. road. They was, oh, my God, stop! Mm-hmm. And rush, 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 rush. That was uh, Cecil the Lion's last kill. Well, they did. They did. Oh, this, there's a footprint. There was a paw print, wasn't there, yeah. next to it? And they took a picture of it, and they began sending out. We just looked and went, that's a lion's print. Yeah, at the very end of the and show. And in fact, the expert they said it to an expert. And he said, the lion did it. The lion did it. The yeah. Cecil yeah. the Lion did it. That was his last meal before yeah. he got shot. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I, aren't they just hamming it up for the camera? So that's what you think it is. So you don't think it's really seriously frightened by it? I used to have it up for the camera on most haunted. Yeah. But you don't seriously think they're frightened by any of this? Well, they're walking around in the Namibian desert at night where there are, as the man said, there are lions and there are leopards and there are bears and wolves and killer whales and great white sharks and all sorts of stuff. Seemingly on the road. They're not on their own, are they? They've got an armed crew around them. They've got a huge support crew around them. And in fact, proof of that was in the was in the Antarctica episode because there was a noise. The camera was behind the guy. He says, "I'm going to run, run, run down the corridor," but he's running towards another camera. Mm. So clearly, there was a cameraman already down there. Now the noise. It wasn't came... the one that comes over. No, no, no. This was a fixed. This was a fixed camera. Uh, yeah. This was a camera that was... Yeah, like, for instance, when they were in the rapids and going down, when they're going down in yeah. boats to be filmed in the boats. Yeah. So you know there's this, was, this wasn't a tripod camera that he ran towards. This was right. a handheld camera. Yeah. So he hears a noise down the corridor. He runs down the corridor, supposedly, and he actually says, it's an empty corridor. But there's a cameraman in there. So it can't be too empty. Well, there's a source of... An obvious source of the noise. Mm-hmm. In fact, they never even mentioned that the fact there's an, that there is a production company there. We le- we left the civilization behind us and set off alone into the desert. Yeah, with a support crew of twenty five. Mm. Yeah, makes interesting sense. though. But it is good. I mean, that show. Like I said, if I could do anything, I mean, 
to have the budget they have and to be able to travel to all those cool locations. I mean, the locations were very worth, cool. Yeah. What was cool, though, did you notice that their uh, outfits and uh, their Camry modules were based on the uh, Ghost Ghostbusters yeah. Proton backpacks? Yeah. It was just like even the way the straps were arranged. Mm. Interesting. Somebody was inspired by Ghostbusters. So I know we're coming up in the break. And, uh, yeah, we are. We've got four minutes. And so one other Three quick minutes, one before we, we talk. You went to Jim's class, did you? Sorry? Did you go to Jim's class? Yeah, the EVP class. EVP yeah. class. Yeah. So, I mean, how was that? I mean, what, that was did, really what good. did he do? It wasn't uh, just a straight... It, it was more of a discussion uh, yeah. with some clips of EVP, some basic, some very basic guidelines for the EVP. Right, because most people have really heard which, about it which, which was absolutely accurate. It, it's, in fact, the guidelines that Jim was talking about are uh, very, very similar to the mm -hmm. EVP guidelines that are in the back of Paracoustics. Mm -hmm. Which is the the definitive book on sound and the paranormal? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Do you which, know who wrote that by the chance? Which uh, me? Can you remember the call? Uh, yeah. um, which is available on Amazon. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, it was a good. That was a good uh, and a good illustration of what you, why are you playing with a cell sensor while I'm talking. I just saw this little thing. It says, uh, uh, "Move furniture away from hot spots. Check the room for one minute." Okay. Mm. Of course, if you uh, if you shut the doors and windows, you get the EMF inside the room to build up and yeah, pull, drill holes in the mm. let's EMF out in. Oh, look at this! Is uh, American Scientific say that again? Researchers plan to see if cell phones could affect memory. What? Really? Mm. This is interesting. Well, possibly. oh wait a minute! More sound and furry over cell phones. Forgotten where Do I they put cause my cell phone? brain tumors? An exhaustive study is on its way. That was from the Business Week. And Science News says EMF, biological influences of electromagnetic fields, experts' effects on <gasps> hormones. Oh, cool. So we're so, really in a so, dangerous world. Well, we're in a dangerous part of the show where you're, you've resorted to talking, reading the, the crap off the back of a cell sensor box. Well, I just sorry. So much more interesting stuff happened while we were here, and you're reading the cell Well, I mean, we're only a minute or two to break, so oh, I... Oh, we're just killing time. Kill, I was killing time. I mean, you know, my mind wanders all over the place, so, I mean, I just... I wish we had... Josh, Skype. my good friend Josh Mantello gave me this uh, cell sensor I wish uh, we, box. I so, wish we had uh, Skype vision, because then we could, we could give them a guided tour. No, that's right. Uh, really cool. so, uh, but there is know, one cool thing here, isn't there? I did exactly mention that. the... Uh, one? No, it's not the one. Van the Van Helsing Blend Smudge Spray. Absolutely. Which you, we all sprayed on to stop being, to prevent us being bitten by bugs on there. No, you didn't. It's clearly evident. Yeah, look what happened. Well, you I clearly got, evident. You I got it. bitten by a spider. Well, you know, the spiders, uh, they've got your face in the spider post office and wanted dead or so, alive, Steve Foss. Because the last time you came up. I got bitten by a spider. I got bitten by a spider. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's all I can say is, you know. You know, spider whisper. How's the cap down to the ad break? Oh, about thirty seconds. <laughs> so we're doing fine. Uh, but anyways, it was it was an interesting thing, and, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about read the, the. We could read the magazines off the floor. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, and anyways, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the witchy side of spirit quest and some of the strange things. And we're, yeah, we're going to talk about one of the most strangest things that happened at that ghost hunt, the Blair Witch ghost hunt, which was very, yeah. very scary. And I don't mean Clay shaking hands with a ghost. No, I know what you mean. Yes. So we're going to talk about that. So there's a tune. So we're going to take our break. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parson right here by my side and Ron Kolick right here on Tojanet. 
Pararex, Planet Paranormal, and Radio Crackle and Beyond. We'll be right back after the following messages. The battery's flat. No, it isn't. Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be with remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased. We'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parrax family. Greetings and felicitations. I am Ron Kolek, New England's own Van Helsing. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the Blonde Bombshell. And we're here at the elegant Benford Hall, the Downton Abbey of Menace. And we would like to extend a formal invitation to you. To tune in every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Ghost Chronicles and Next Generation. On Tokenet, Para-X, Ghost Channel, and Planet Paranormal. You can even listen live on your smartphone with your tune-in app. I'll catch the podcast on iTunes. And now, time for tea. Yeah, well, while you play with that, I'll bring us back into party yeah, then. Sure. We're all, yeah, the beats are going. We're the okay. beats have been going for ages. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, we're back from uh, this is Ghost Chronicles International with the great and smart Steve Parsons and the poor, humble country boy, Ben Helsink, right here at Vizia Estate. Hi, Kat. Hello, Kat. How and Dylan. Listen? How do you know she's listening? Because she said she was going to listen. Okay, fine. My lovely wife. So, anyways. Uh, to make sure you're not mistreating me. Yeah. So, anyways, we were talking about the uh, EMF meter. 
Yeah, and no. then you were reading the cell sensor box. Yeah, but I have, a, I have a paranormal question for you. Oh, because I'm looking at, that No, okay. no, because right. I'm looking at a poster of you on the wall from one of your upcoming I events. I know. Yeah. And it says, Ron Kolek, yeah. paranormal ghost hunter. I know. Isn't that amazing? So what is, what is a paranormal ghost hunter? It's one who investigates the paranormal. Is that? Yeah. Not a dead person who ghost hunts or... No, no, paranormal ghosts. It says we paranormal. We don't just take the ordinary ghosts. We take paranormal no, ghosts. No, it, it just says paranormal ghost hunter. Right. Not paranormal and. No, no, no. Paranormal ghost. Doesn't make sense. It's an oxymoron. Whatever. Did I write that? No. You've written your wall. Of course it is. It's okay. Anyway. Big thing. Yeah. So EMF meter, this yeah. one witchcraft sensor. Uh, excuse me. I didn't hear that. Anyways, uh, the EMF meter, I see people using it and they take it and they'll do this. Yeah. Parsons. They'll whip it fastly, yeah. right? And it'll go off. Yeah. And, and why is that? Uh, don't know. No, We're still on air, but I don't know where the uh, thing's gone. What's gone? Nothing. We're still on air. It's just you confused. Yeah. Okay. It's weird. So, anyways, hey, you sure we're fine? I'm sure we're fine. Okay. Somebody tell us in the chat room if we're still on air. If my, we're not my on iPhone. Air yeah, my iPhone display just changed. Mm. We can hear you fine. Oh, it's just a display on the phone now. All right. Carry on. So, anyways, yeah, you uh, move it round. Why does it? I don't remember anyway. Uh, so, anyways, well, uh, the second half of ghost hunting dealt with, with witchcraft. First half. No, the second half, half. We just talked about the first half. First half. Yeah, talk was. The witches whatever. was on Saturday. Whatever. So, the, you, you talked. Yeah. We talked about witchcraft, and, and one of your talks was on ye witches, right? Yeah. The witches of old England, because they. That's super glue on that. You get that on your forehead, you're going to lose your head. The, the Salem witch trials of 1692 were directly influenced by the British witch trials of the late Stuart period, so the 1560s. So how many witches did you burn in England? Not a single one. What? Uh, and nor did they, they didn't burn any in America. So where do we get all this stuff about burning witches? Well, it's, it's kind of uh, it's just a story. We, we, we did burn one person involved in a... Uh, witchcraft uh, trial but mm -hmm. we burnt them for heresy because they were foretelling the demise of Henry VI so that was a treasonable well, that's not a good offense. thing to do well that was a treasonable offence yeah, so that was yeah. high treason was uh, but in Britain and America uh, we just hung them or drowned them uh, but we didn't burn them. That was a European pattern. That was one of the cool things. They used to have this. this... And you wouldn't let me burn one anyway. It's very cool. No. I did offer. They had this cool thing where you you could take a witch and you put them in a dunking stool. You ever heard of that? A ducking stool. Yes, yeah. yes. They would take them and they would put them in the water. And if they survived. No, they didn't. You've got it muddled up now. No, we don't. No, we don't. Okay. If they a ducking stool was used for a scold, a woman who nagged a lot. She was put into the stool no. and ducked in the water. Well, you've got the wrong one. We and actually witches, got... witches were bound and thrown into the water. No, we yeah. we, we are the actual. Well, no, how, not how in could, America. All right. In America, well, how, we, could you, we, how could you determine whether they were going to float if they're tied to a chair on the end of the? You didn't pole? have to. If you just listened to me, you would find out. You would. They would put them in this basically this uh, Duncan's. There was a, a chair on the end of a big long yeah, canopy, a ducking stool. and they would take them and they would dunk them into the water. Yeah. And if they survived, uh, they were given. A uh, proper burial. Uh, I mean, if they drown, they'd give them a proper burial. But if they uh, survived, they would uh, hang them as a witch. So there you go. Trust the Americans. 
So in Europe, you were put in the ducking, sco- ducking stool mm-hmm. if you were considered to be a scold or a nag. A woman who was argumentative and nagged her husband, mm-hmm. she could be committed to the ducking stool as a punishment. Witches were bound head, head and foot and thrown into a body of water. The reason being is if the water, which was, uh, the water was associated with holy water. Right, right. So if it rejected them and they floated, right. they were a witch. If it didn't reject them and they sank, then they were not a witch. And hopefully somebody would pull them out before they, before they drowned. That's a shame. Anyway, so moving right along, uh, some of the the witchy stuff that we did do besides your talk, of course, was uh, prosperity spellcasting. Kelly Spangler did that, and we had a class. And, and it, it was any good, did it? Uh, in the uh, well, I don't know about you, but I won uh, twenty dollars on my lottery true. ticket this morning, and then in my uh, fantasy football pool, tool, I won eighteen dollars. So uh, maybe it didn't work for you, but then again, what does? Even meals on you? Yeah. So, anyways, uh, American KFC cat. American KFC. Tonight, you yeah. and I. are going to find out what, the, what their gravy's like. Mm-hmm. So anyways. Um, Noah can't bring any home. Uh, travel. So anyways, you, uh, we did have the prosperity spell. That was one of the things. And Roxy Zwicker uh, did a um, witch's rope, or witch's ladder, in which they would tie little things on an amulet thing. And it was kind of cold for good luck and, and a whole bunch of different things, depending on, on what the tokens you put on it and uh those are a couple of the, the witchy things there and of course i did uh, quite a bit i did uh, maureen first of all maureen and leslie did uh, witching and witching was the original name for dowsing did you know that was it yes yes oh yeah okay and dowsing of course is is because witching uh, the the derivative of the word witch from the anglo-saxon witcher means to witcher witcher Spelt, Boy, spelt witcher. W- witcher, get me that thing over there. Spelt W-I-C-C-A. So we would say today, wicker. Mm-hmm. But in Anglo-Saxon, it was witcher. Witcher. Witcher, watcher. Uh, meant soothsayer. that's going to hit you. Meant or fortune teller. Really? Yeah. Witcher. Witcher. Mm. So. Yeah. So which fits right in with the dowsing, of course, because they believe that dowsing was telling the Fortune, uh, future, basically, it would tell you where the water was, where the... What happened to your phone? I don't know. That's, uh, the spell that was no, still I'm hanging here. Find, I'm just trying to... I'm just, the spell while you're, still while you're, while you're rabbiting on there, I'm okay. just trying to find out what screen it's... Right, so anyways, we did... Uh, we did <laughs> We did witches or dowsing. Uh, Maureen and, and um, Leslie taught that class. And then, of course, you hid coins once again this year. Yeah. But... Unlike this. Unlike last year, nobody found them. One coin. Well, yes, because you moved it. The only coin that was found. No, I'm getting to see a patch. It was moved. You you interfered. Maybe you've got like this this black aura around you. Or maybe maybe you just interfered. Covers everything. Last year, we. You uh, could be satanic. Let me touch you and see if I burn. uh, Last year, uh, there were some interesting, and I I don't mean that in a a, a disparaging way. Genuinely interesting results. Oh, generally. That's how we use it if it's genuinely generally interesting. Genuinely interesting. interestingly. uh, Results from the dowsing, because some of them were well hidden. In fact, so well hidden, even I couldn't find them later. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this year, the only one that was found was the one that 
you had to move because I put it on top of the microwave oven. You did. And you wanted the microwave oven I for the hot dogs. It. I needed it. So, uh, but the rest of them, including the very, they were using a map, a uh, plan of the VZ mm-hmm. uh, building and the estate. For uh, map dowsing. For map dowsing. Mm-hmm. And around the building, there were six gold tokens, one of which was taped directly beneath the map. Very clever. Oh, I wonder if that would affect it. Now, no, okay, let's look at it this seriously. Okay. You're, you're searching for the coins, right? Yeah. And if you're doing map dowsing, yeah. right? And if that coin wasn't in the room where it was supposed to be, that would affect the whole outcome. Well, it was where it was supposed to be because it was in the room with the map. No, no. Was it in the map room on the map? It was beneath the map taped to the bottom of the table. Yeah, but that's not important. Well, last year we put two in the room with the map. Right, and that was found. Both of them were found. But this so was this actually year, under the... Under, this was actually... This t- might have skewed the results. Now that I'm thinking about it. T- I was unaware of this, and, and I really... Of course you're it. unaware of it, because you told me not to tell you where they were hidden. Right, but I didn't realize it was actually under the map, which would, to me, would affect your asking where the coins is, and, and there's one under there, so the dowsing thing is going to be just going straight down. That You just skewed the whole experiment. Oh, my God. So wonder we get such terrible results. And last year, you know that re- last year we got what? Seriously, no. Think about this, possible. You're, you're a good thinker. Four. We got five out of six. I hate this, sorry. Is it five? No, it was four. Uh, all right, so four, four or five out of the six, whatever. Four, because was, I went out and got one, and we never found number six. Okay, so anyways, the, whatever it was, it was a high percentage, yeah. much higher than we should have found. Well, two of them that were found were found in a place where I believed that they sh- that they would have never been yeah, found. Yeah, not by chance. Yeah. So, anyways, so I'm thinking that that maybe that did. Well, isn't that well? There you go. Well, isn't that interesting? Because many, many years ago, um, I used to uh, help out in a new age store, and Mm -hmm. there was a lady there who was a medium who used to do tarot card readings, and she really medium doing tarot card readings. Yeah, and she said that the uh, Ouija board was evil, and that she. Uh, couldn't stand being around Ouija boards, that they were evil and they affected her physically mm-hmm. and that she felt physically sick and she could uh, she yeah. couldn't be in the same room as one. And it has she what spent, to do with the coin that's under well, the Well, she spent two and a half hours one morning happily doing tarot readings with a Ouija board taped beneath the table. Mm-hmm. Didn't affect her at all. Yeah, but that's different. Why? It's totally different because well, you're looking for a coin that's already there. No, the, the reason nobody found it under the map is because quite clearly people assume that nobody would ever be no, uh, no, that's you know, absolutely beneath the map. No, it, it, in, in reality, they're not going here to people, think, guess where it is. They're actually there trying to douse it, and you really skewed the experiment. And oh, okay. I'm sorry. There you go. Bad science. It is. It's bad absolutely science. bad study. Was, and if I had known this, I would have nixed it. Right away, because of the, the mere sheer logic of it, never mind anything else. When, if you're listening to this on the podcast, go right the way back to the first uh, moments when we started to talk about this about five minutes ago. Because yeah. Ron actually said when I said it was under the table, you went, that was really cool. Really clever idea. It was clever, but it was a good idea. Uh, my job is not to be, not to make them find it. My job is to stop them finding it. And you'll stop them definitely by putting it under the definitely, map. Definitely, yeah. definitely. You know for a fact that if you're dousing... Interestingly enough, you I know, You know for a fact that if you're dousing over the object that you're trying to find, so you couldn't find all right, it. That so means next, it's okay, so next year at SpiritQuest, yeah. we will do the same experiment again, yeah. but there will be no coin well, under we'll, the table. No, what we'll do is we'll no, no, do, no, no. We'll do wait, the wait, same wait. experiment two days. 
one day we'll put the coin under the table and one day we won't. No, we won't. The trouble is everybody's just heard us say that now. So every day when we do it next year, somebody will look under the table. Yeah, so that's next year. So you get, you've already swayed that. So uh, It's not me that's saying it to a million listeners. The other one brought it up. Uh, anyway, uh, moving right along. So that was the dowsing experiment. And which so I apparently ruined by, which putting, was evidently by putting the coin. And, yeah, uh, by putting the coin beneath the mouth. Yes, totally messed it. Uh, but anyway, so moving right along. And, and I will bring this up and several dowsers will verify me and, and back me up on this. And I'm absolutely sure of that. So I'm not I'm concerned about sure I can get lots of people to back me up. Yeah, well, you're all cranks anyways. British cranks. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, uh, moving right along. Um, oh, no, we can't find the coin. Mm. We're a foot above it. <laughs> no, you can't find it because, come on, let's, let's let this go. We'll, we'll agree to disagree and no, uh, we'll, move we'll, on. Yeah, we'll just move along. We'll, no, right. We're not going to agree to disagree. We'll just move on. Interestingly enough, I knew you were going to say that. Um, anyway, one of the other things that I did, of course, was the witchboard. And yeah. speaking of uh, uh, Ouija boards and stuff, it was The Witch Boyd, which was a 1986 cult classic movie. And it was really scary about uh, don't do the Ouija board alone and all this stuff, which was really uh, a pretty decent movie. In fact, uh, if you have a chance to watch it, you can watch it. I mean, it's a bad movie, don't get me wrong. But so it, is it pretty funny. decent or bad? Make your mind. Bad. But if you like bad movies, it's funny. I, when I watch so it, if you like bad movies, it's a good movie. If you don't, if you think it's exactly. a bad movie, it's a pretty decent movie. Exactly, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, that's not genuinely interesting. That's just interesting. <laughs> it is. I mean, I like bad movies. Any sci-fi, even bad sci-fi, I find interesting because <laughs> it's sci-fi. So it's a movie that you can't take. Serious your office here for divine inspiration. Yeah, there you go. We've got what fifteen minutes left. No, yeah, but we haven't even got to some of the cool stuff that happened. We've got to the very cool things. Yeah, now. but so we, we're going to get to that. By the spider. Yeah, well, we already did the spider thing. Yes, in the beginning the of the show. The crying, and we, we yeah. Well, you just let me finish my thing. So, anyways, uh, the witch boy thing, which turned out pretty good. Now, this is kind of interesting. <laughs> Genuinely or just kind of interesting? First of all, I, I got a replica. Lost in, I've lost interest. I've right? got a replica of the board that was used in the movie, and then I blew it up, and we, we placed it on a thing, and I, and I built this giant planchette. Which you did, which is... Um, several people can go on. Hang on a minute. That's all right. Nobody can see, so you don't oh, have to worry about I it. Forgot we haven't got Skype vision. Have we? Yeah. So uh, we bought this giant planchette. That way several people came on. So we started going on to the, the witch board, the replica of the witch board, and Kelly said... Ask if it's George Washington. Mm-hmm. So we all kind of snickled and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. And then we asked, uh, is this George Washington? All right. And it said yes. That's and then it started to spell things. Oh. Yeah. Well, Ouija boards tend to. D. D. U. I. P. D. U. I. U. Hang B. On. Hang on. Let's go back. D. U. <laughs> D. U. P dup u dupu b dupub <laughs> dupub. Well, that makes sense. In fact, we'll, we could ask Tom when we're at the uh, the North Bridge on Thursday. Yeah, uh, because he's a historian, you know, big on the American Revolution. Yeah, we can say Washington said dupub. Well, Does maybe, that mean anything? Maybe he's from New York. You know, dub. Oh no, no Chicago. The Bears. Dupub. The Bears. Dupub. Anyway, no. 
Although you did, uh, you, you were very, very busy over the weekend making planchettes for everybody. Yes, I did. And that was the, the other class, uh, the other workshop we did. I did that with Maureen. We did automatic writing and the writing planchette, which was really cool. But anyways, let's let's go back to Friday, Saturday night, yeah. which was uh, kind of interesting. After uh, pizza, we had the Blair Witch Ghost Hunt. And we did. And that was... Uh, you tell them about the Blair Witch Ghost Hunt because I, I, you and I were in the cabin in the woods. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. And basically, we broke up into three teams. Uh, Kelly and my son, Ron Jr., and, and Josh Mantello took one team out. Clay and Leslie and Jim took the other team out. And you and I were based at the cabin on the hill. And uh, we... They went out and through the woods, and we had all the trails marked with the Blair Witch uh, stick sign and everything. So it was kind of cool. But the cabin in the, in the woods, I found interesting. You, you, I mean, the cabin on the hill. Uh, was that? Is that word again? Yeah, I know. I found it really interesting. Uh, you, it's the first time I got to see you in any. Well, part of the, I mean, if you look back to Harry Price and the other ghost hunters, they they didn't turn their backs on the spiritualist approach. And, in fact, the Society for Psychical Research worked very closely with spiritualism. So there may be information to be gleaned from using those methods, the old-fashioned, very old-fashioned methods of table tipping and scrying, which goes right the way back to the Greek oracles, this idea of staring at the bottom. So we wanted to give people the opportunity to explore those uh, or at least experience those methods because – you know, we, we tend to focus on, on the very high tech and forget the older methods. Uh, whether they're valid or not wasn't, the, wasn't the, the, the aim. The aim was to simply allow people to experience them. Right, so, so we, you try to understand yeah. what, what it was all about. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we, we did some table tipping and uh, table tilting and uh, mir- uh, glass divination, glass swirling. Yeah. And also some mirror scrying. Basically... Uh, we constructed a device using a mirror and a chair called a psychomantium, which is a kind of chamber in which the mind can, and it's used within psychology, parapsychology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, we had one last year here is very similar yeah. to it. And it allows the mind to open itself up a little bit and remove some of the distractions and daily homodras that gets in the way. And I had people saying uh, the first thing that came into the head, the first thought word that came into the head, um, rather than getting them to rationalize it, mm-hmm. trying to get to the, the more instinctive part of the brain rather than the rational side of the brain. And people were coming up with, people were having experiences that for them, I think the experience for people matched uh, the, their desires. Mm-hmm. The experiences were different for different people, but they went away uh, having had a positive but but different series of experiences. You had a woman, actually, that said she wouldn't do it. Yeah, there was a lady who wouldn't have anything to do with the mirror scrying because she'd had a very bad experience a number of years ago. Um, and obviously, I'm not going to go into any detail now, but, right. but it was a very, very bad experience. Mm-hmm. And she'd heard, or she talked to some of the other people that had come out uh, over the course of the evening. Then she came to sit in with one of the sessions and then she finally asked uh, if she would have a go. And she had a, uh, a series of experiences whilst she was sitting in the uh, in front of the mirror. So what, what's that? Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. And came out, well, you, you may have heard the laughing from, the laughing wasn't anything we were saying. The laughing was from, self-induced from the experience. 
And she came out. Her, her demons had been laid to rest. Okay. So what was some of the experiences that the people had in the, in this uh, mirror screen? Well, they, they would come up with... Because you facilitated that you were with them uh, yeah, during uh, the whole time. and They were coming up with names and uh, they were coming up with uh, dates. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting, right? Don't you find that? Well, what was... What was I mean, generally interesting. Genuinely interesting from the point of view that there was there was a, a small degree of uh, corroboration between some of the accounts that they were giving in the psychomantium chamber, the mirror scrying, right. and what others were getting from the table tipping. Mm-hmm. But they were side by side with each other, and we could quite, you know, in the chamber you could quite clearly hear what the table tipping group were doing. People were talking... Um, <laughs> people were talking... Is that deadly... They'd be screaming again. Oh, People we were talking about that too. It's about three minutes. Um, so you can't say it, it was, you know, two one corroborating the other. Uh, it, it was it was too uncontrolled. But what was very very important, and I think the big positive is that people got to experience the old spiritualist methods mm-hmm. in a in a in a more controlled way than perhaps they is normal on a ghost investigation. Okay, so. Uh... While we were up in the, the house in the hill and uh, the goose were out in the woods, something very unusual like, like just happened there. Yeah. So do you want to explain that? Uh, well, I, actually, no, because I only heard the screaming, which I assumed was an animal. Uh, the next thing immediately that I was aware of was you and Ron Jr. talking on the, on the radios mm-hmm. and people then sort of moving about. And so, no, I, that's, that's, my, that's all I can offer, I'm afraid. Yeah, while we were up in the house in the hill, we heard the screaming, which you did hear, but it, it was really blood curling in, in a way. And when you're outside, it was extremely clear uh, than inside. Well, we all said the same thing at first. We all said we thought it was an animal. Oh, yeah, that's what we thought. And then I thought it was somebody fooling around in one of the groups. So that's when I went outside. I just wanted to find that out because it, it kind of bothered me a little bit. So I went out and I, I heard it, and it was very blood curling uh, while we were out there. And uh, all the three leaders of the groups were on the radio and saying, okay, you know, I said, is that you, Clay's group? No, it's coming from across the pond. And this was an actual woman screaming across the pond. It was always a man that ended up shouting, too, as well. So we called the Groveland police, and the Groveland police came down and uh, met Ron Jr. at the end of the driveway. We explained what we heard and everything else, and, and it did occur after that. And next thing we knew, there were two police cars in, in the vicinity over there, as well as an ambulance. So what happened there, we're not sure. We weren't be able to find it in the paper, but it was uh, extremely disturbing uh, during the night, especially what we were doing and how it correlated. Um, but that being said, and I know we're running out of time, there were other people that had uh, interesting uh, experiences on the trips into the woods as well. There were, there were a number of people who claimed to have been approached or felt that they'd been approached and manhandled in a violent way. You know, mm-hmm. Get out of here. What are you doing here? They, they felt that they'd been challenged. They didn't see anything. It was just an impression that they got. Uh, somebody, there was some sightings. Somebody, yeah. Well, I'm only... I wasn't aware of the sightings. Pizza from the dentist. Yeah, and we do have to go. There were actually two people, three people that that saw a figure, 
Uh, Clay uh, squeaked like a little girl, as he usually does, uh, when he saw it. And uh, I believe Jim also saw it. And there was another one. There was a lady that came running into the cabin that said she'd been challenged. Yeah, that, that one too. As well. But we've got lots more stuff to do, haven't we? Yeah. So anyways. Um, uh, we've got an, uh, there is an absolutely unique ghost hunt on Friday night at uh, North Andover. Mm-hmm. Andover. At Andover. Uh, the details are on the NEGP. New England, New England Ghost, Ghost Project, Project. NEGP.com. No, New, no. Any Ghost Project. N-E Ghost Project. Anyway, we're going to be doing a ghost hunt that has never, to the best of my knowledge, been tried before. A unique ghost hunt in a location that you almost can't get into. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be cool. And then on Saturday night, uh, one of my favourite locations, Portsmouth Harbour Lighthouse and Fort Constellation. Uh, where the ghost blew an electronic raspberry on the EVP experiment at me last Yeah, year. I think that was me, though. I, I made my poltergeist probably, activity, you know. Probably. Yeah. But that's so cool because there you have the Coast Guard officers and staff from the base, you yourself uh, and other people have reported really quite, in, uh, more than quite interesting, extremely interesting experiences. Day and night. That, that go back over a period of years Mm-hmm. continuing right to the present date. And I only wish that we could get access to that place on a uh, more regular basis. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm anyways, really excited about Matisati, that. if you're interested in any, is in Dining with the Dead, of course, next uh, Tuesday at the Wyndham Restaurant. Haunted Wyndham, of course. <coughs> anyway, we do have to move along. So uh, if anybody's interested in any of these, they can get, go to the website, which is the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. NEGhostProject.com. So, Steve, I guess it's time to wrap it up. Yep. So, uh, we'll, we'll be back next week because I'm still there. Right. Uh, and who knows what we'll be talking about then because I certainly don't. See what we survive. Yeah. Okay. So, till next time, good night. God bless. Good night. God bless. Good afternoon, I mean, because they don't. It's sunny outside. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. In today's business,